short now? Beanie Talks with Friends, episode five. We're here at Direct Line Media Studio. Thanks to my friend Dave. Thank you, Dave. Um, this is our fifth episode. So we have four out there. They're on Anchor, they're on YouTube channel, they're on Breaker, they're on Pocket Cast, they're on Radio Public, they're on Google Podcasts. Check them out. Um, and also I wanna shout out Donut Crazy again. Donut Crazy is my friend. Go back and listen to the previous episodes and you'll get a promo code for a discount at Donut Crazy. I won't tell you what episode. And this shirt, if you like this shirt, Donut Crazy is my friend. Blank is my friend. If you want to support your mom is my friend. My teacher is my friend. You can use a name. Dave is my friend. Nancy is my friend. These will be at Sock Stars. They're hanging up in Sock Stars. See Patricia. Sock Stars. In addition to these, at Sock Stars, we have masks. Friends and Feeny Masks and Sock Stars is doing something great where they will donate a mask to someone in need. Donate a mask to someone in need. They're beautiful masks. They have flair on the inside, Friends of Feeny on the outside. And last but not least, Friends of Feeny Socks. There were 150 of them ordered. There's only a few left. They say, be a good friend on the toe. They are very cute and comfy. Check them out, Sock Stars. So three things you could get at Sock Stars. They are sponsoring the show today, Sock Stars and Donut Crazy. Thank you, Irene. We'll be a guest coming up soon. I think I'm done with the shout outs. So let's get to my guest, a very special person, super special, uh, care for, uh, she means a lot to me. Uh, Nancy Sohn, mother of four, art director at camp, paraprofessional at school chauffeur to the four kids. Uh, did I miss anything? Uh, I don't know, cook, cleaner, um, an, an awful lot of things. Um, yeah. And, the, and friend of Feeney. Friend of Feeney. Secretary. She is on the board of directors yes, I am. of Friends of Feeney. Thank you for the reminder. Secretary. She runs the show. She does all the paperwork. <laughs> and the main reason Friends of Feeney got started and also one of the strongest people I know. So I wanna put that out there. Thank you, thanks. Um, I can say honestly, maybe only as strong as my supporters. Um, I have a really strong tribe, um, friends of Feeney, my family, friends that are family. Um, those things are really important to me and they've held me up during really difficult times. So I'm thankful for you and your friendship and everybody else who supported my family during our difficult journey. And it all got started. Um, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Yeah, you, you can. Go. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go. Wow, it all got started. Um, my daughter was fortunate enough to have Eric um, as her fifth grade teacher at Walcott Elementary School. It was his first year, her fifth grade. Um, and we had a major family tragedy. My husband, um, unfortunately, um, had a massive heart attack in his sleep, um, leaving me solo with four children. And... Eric really stepped up and made sure that he was a great supporter for my kids. Not just my kids, me too. Um, emotionally, um, physically being just there and making sure that my kids were good, I was good. Um, and financially, making sure that my kids were able to participate in the sports they wanted to. Um, there was a lot of unknowns. Um, when you lose a spouse, and the major breadwinner in your household, um, there's a lot of unknowns of, am I going to be able to stay where I'm at? Am I, 
you know, there's just so much compiled upon grieving and making sure that your children are okay. And I think you alleviated a little, some stress in my life of knowing that my kids could continue on the path that they were going and stay with their friends and do sports and, and keep in their school. Um, and that was a, a godsend, um, really and truly. I, I can't thank you enough for that. I'm lost for words. Thank you so much. Uh, and Gabby was in my fifth grade class. Gabby now is a senior in high school, which is amazing to me uh, just to see her grow. And again, to all your children and you to be that strong and to have know that they lost their father and they're still carrying on. And, um, you know, I'm very proud of her. She got a lifeguard job at camp. She recently got her permit. Um, I remember her, she would babysit my twin girls. And then in the summer before school started, she would help me set up my classroom. So we had that relationship that started inside the classroom, but then it trickled outside the classroom. And uh, I joked with her. She said, I got my license. I'm like, well, you're going to do donut, uh, you know, <laughs> Dunkin' Donut. Oh, excuse me. Not Dunkin' Donut. Well, donut crazy, crazy runs to get me my coffee. So I'm um, very proud of her. And then, you know, to see Braden, he was like a chubby little kid when I first met him. And that guy's like a grown man. I want to try to wrestle him, but I might, I'm a little scared. <laughs> I, I would be too. Um, but, I mean, they've all come a long way. The girls started kindergarten. They're now in fifth grade. Um, there's, there's a lot of endings coming to our life again. And I think we're revisiting of what it is that we got in our lives of support and friendship and that I remind them constantly that it is a good thing to give back um, because people were there when you needed them, you should do the same for others. And I must say, being part of Friends of Feeney has really helped it, made it a little easier for them to be okay with going out there and devoting their time to helping others. Um, it keeps a legacy of their dad alive. Um, whether they want to discuss it or not, they can either mention that or they can use Friends of Feeney as their, their guidance. So I, I greatly appreciate them being able to be a part of it. I know this summer, Gabby, I, I didn't know how the kids felt uh, about it. And over the summer, uh, a high school kid was like, Feeney, I want to get on your board of directors. And, you know, Gabby overheard and she goes, no, I don't want him on because, you know, he's not taking it serious. And that means a lot to me. And I was like, taken back because I never really talked with her on how she felt about the situation. Am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? But to hear her defend it was all I needed to hear. And it made me, it made me happy that, you know, she appreciates it or likes it. And you know how Absolutely. Gabby is tough. And she's, she's definitely, she is, she, she's very guarded in what she gives out. And I think that just comes from, being at a really transitional part in her life. She was in fifth grade, moving on to middle school. It was really difficult for her. She was the apple of her dad's eye. Um, um, and I think it was very difficult for her. Um, she still is very guarded, but if she does passionately care about somebody, something, she makes it very clear. Um, there's no doubts about that whatsoever. Um, and I, I can say for all of my kids, I think Brayden is the same. He's, he's definitely, you know, if he's your friend, he's your friend. There's no doubts about that. The girls who are very shy and quiet and were really young when their dad passed away, um, I think little by little they're learning, like, I, how important it is to give and, and give that friendship to people.
Yep, and that's also a connection. I have twins, you have twins. Oh, absolutely. So that was a great connection. And I like crossed my fingers the whole time. I should have said something to principal, but I really wanted braided in my class. <laughs> but that's why I try to, I missed him inside the classroom. So I try to catch all his football games or his, his baseball games. Luckily you play at Wolke Park, which is, I can hear. Stones throw away. <laughs> I hear someone getting called up to plate and I'm like, oh, there's a game. Let me walk my dog over. Um, and he hit a bomb. I saw him hit a, wait, no, you text me, but I heard about the grand slam. The grand slam that he had, yes, he did. When I was there, he hit a double, but yes. it was a shot. <laughs> but he did hit a grand slam, and he's really, really starting to morph into a teenager with muscles, and uh, I mean, it's, it's great to see. And he's quite the athlete, so be on the lookout. You will be hearing his name in the future. I hope so. He lives and breathes sports, but I think he knows academics are first, and that it's really, you know, we've always even when my husband was around, like we tried our best, like family was always first. And now, you know, friends have become family and that's an extended word that we use now is just that we say family. We mean anybody who remotely touches our lives. So it's, it's really important to him too, to have you come and support him at these games. He definitely is appreciative of that. Um, and he'll like nonchalant, Feeney, got a game today. So yeah, he's like, becoming too cool now. Like, hey, got a game, like come if you want to. But he used to be like, got a game, come. Really cool, um, and one four three is important to the family. One four three is important. So I mean, I'm probably going to date myself with my age. So back in the day when my husband and I were dating, so we've known we knew each other from almost kindergarten onwards. Um, we really did, and didn't date until after high school. But knew each other, knew circles of friends. But um, back in the day, not many people had cell phones. Eek. Um, and so you had a pager, you had a, a beeper, and in order to convey messages quickly, you kind of came up with things. And one, four, three is one is I, four is love, and three is you. So we would just begin our days by texting 143 to each other, and at the end of the day, if we weren't together, it was the same thing. So throughout the day, you didn't have to physically see each other or call each other, but you knew you were thinking about each other by just sending a quick little, and it continued on, cell phones and texting each other, and or we'd leave little notes for each and other. And who had the pager? You both had pagers? Um, yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Did you go to a pay phone to make that call? Um, no, I used a work phone. <laughs> <laughs> One four three. One four three. So that is huge. Do you have that displayed somewhere? You could show I, the cam, or probably um, not. I don't. It's on my upper thigh. I mean, I have. I'm a numbery kind of person, anyways. But I. I mean, I have a lot going on in the tattoo department. But and a lot dedicated to Sam. Um, quite a few dedicated to Sam, um, and a couple dedicated to my dad. My dad passed away when I was 16. Uh, actually, I take that back. So sorry about that. My dad was 20. I was 25 when my dad passed away. Um, 42 when my husband passed away and I was fortunate enough to meet somebody and dating somebody um, on a long-term basis like five years um, I met after my husband had passed away and unfortunately um, was diagnosed with cancer and passed away so I have a lot of my tattoos are dedicated to people and things and um, and and to me and my my well-being my path to finding what I need in life so yeah, I wasn't kidding when it's strongest person I know to have two people that you cared about. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, was, I, I can say I was fortunate enough. I met somebody that 
um, really had the same values in life and was kind of raised the same way um, and was as strong and supportive as my husband was. And I don't feel he was, he never lived in his shadow. He was his own person and he made it very clear that um, he was there as a friend to my children, not as a father, um, but he just wanted to be a male role model for them. Um, he really lived right beside my husband's memory um, with my children. Um, and I am greatly appreciative for all that he took on. I, I mean, I definitely was leery about getting into a relationship and he was very patient about waiting. He had two children of his own and we kind of became this blended kind of um, interesting family, I guess you could say. I mean, we were dating, we weren't married or anything, but we did our best to include our children in everything that we did. And he also lived the same way I did. Like family was first and friends were important and you did good things because you wanted to do them. And um, I was really fortunate to have him in my life for as long as I did. Um, he was a great guy. I remember him picking up Gabby from babysitting. Yeah. Yeah. He really understood what it was like. Like he knew now, I, I don't say that I'm a single parent because nowadays single parent denotes that maybe there's a significant other somewhere around, maybe not in the picture or there's other support systems. Um, I consider myself a solo parent. Um, I kind of do it all on my own. I do have brothers and a sister that are very supportive. They also have families and, you know, some live close, some don't. Um, they're their work is takes them at different hours than what my hours consist of. Um, you know, my 85-year-old mother helps as much as she possibly can. But for the most part, in the nitty-gritty, I'm responsible. I'm mom, dad, cook, cleaner, taxi driver. I'm everything for my kids. Um, I wouldn't want it any other way. But it's nice to have somebody that steps in and says, you know what, I see that maybe you're struggling a little bit maybe I could bring somebody somewhere or I can pick somebody up. It might not be ideal times, but you know what? I'll fix my schedule so I can help you out. And I mean, I, absolutely. Taking a little bit off my plate made me feel a little more centered. Definitely. You got good people around you. I do. Um, great friends. And I've noticed Braden has been doing yard work, and then I went back and read an article that Sam used to do yard work. Is that Sam, a connection? Yeah, it's a huge connection. So Sam was, um, like I said, he was the breadwinner of our family. We, um, from when we got married to when we decided to have children, um, he really made it very clear that he would do everything in his power for me to stay home. He was a latchkey kid. Most people don't even know what that is anymore, <laughs> but he came home from school and he was by himself for a very long period of time. Um, his mom worked third shift, his dad worked second shift. So it was, you know, he came home to an empty house and he always said that he never wanted his kids to come home to an empty house. He always wanted to have somebody there supporting his kids during a sport, or during an activity or whatever it could be, you know, whether it was going to the PTO and helping out their school, he made it very clear that his kids were gonna come first and he'd do anything possible. Um, we got married. He started a landscaping business on top of working for the city of New Britain. He had a landscaping business, and he also worked for um, one of his friends um, doing construction work on the side. So he I mean he was like the three-job worker, along with umpteen million other things that he would do. He but was a man's man, because I remember the handshake uh, outside the fifth grade. <laughs> it was the big Here oven mitts. Like soft, <laughs> sharpening pencils, no calluses, no blisters, and he just. Boom. Yeah. It was like, 
I mean, they were like dirty, rough. Totally. And a, and a good sign. If he gives you a good squeeze, like it, it was like, you know what? You're a good guy. I like you. Like, oh, well, there's no doubts about that. Um, but yeah, no, I think Brayden has taken on those responsibilities at home because he feels like that's the way he can really take something else off my plate. Um, he's really stepped into, um, he not only looks like his dad, I mean, he's outgrown his father in the feet department. Um, but he, he definitely has got a heart of gold like his father. Like he will give you the shirt off his back if he needs to. Um, yeah, you said something like he's, he's big giant teddy bear. It looks. Oh yeah. Like look really, maybe he might be a tad bit intimidating when you saw him. Um, just a big guy in general, but um, was a really big teddy bear. Yeah, he really was. And honestly, friendship meant the world to him. He came from a very small family, um, a little disconnected. So when he entered mine and, you know, called my mom, mom, the first time he met her, um, family was really important. And he really considered his friends were family. Those were brothers. Those were sisters. Those weren't just people that he met. So he made lasting relationships. He really did. Um, I mean, it was proof like at his wake, the people that came out in that some people I didn't know because they were from, you know, an in-between time where we hadn't, we weren't dating, but they really said like, you know, we became friends because we met here and he always checked in on me or he, you know, he did this for my mother or he knew something about me. And, um, he was a guy that really valued friendship. Hashtag friends. Hashtag friends. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, he was all about his kids and making sure whether it is Girl Scouts and selling cookies, which was always a nightmare in my life, but, um, or donating to the... Was he the guy that would bring it to work? He was the say, guy. hey guys. You could ask um, our Gabby's troop leaders. Um, yeah, it was a competition in our house. My bedroom was filled with cookies because we had to lock them up because of the little girls. Um, but he re made it very clear that he would sell as many as he could and he would continue selling after the cutoff date because he just couldn't stop himself because he wanted these girls to go out and have a good time and do something fun. Um, he did the same thing when it came to the PTO stuff um, and all the events that the elementary school did. Um, he went above and beyond and selling tickets or doing things um, because he would say, he's like, it's all about the kids just having a good time. They deserve it, no matter who they are. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I can't complain. He was a very good guy um, and left very good values for his children to live by. Yeah, great kids. I consider him family, consider you family. We consider you family. Hopefully she brings me some coffee when she gets that license. And Braden remembers me when he gets his first sneaker contract in the oh, NFL. <laughs> Maybe. Right? I'm making only hope. Um, and your jobs? Do you want to talk about a job? Sure. Um, you know, I definitely, well, I'm a people person anyways, but um, I think with everything that happened and me staying home, um, I just kind of floundered and didn't know where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And I had an opportunity to work as a um, ABA paraprofessional um, at the elementary school. And I took it and have loved every second. Um, just instilling just independence in kids that are in need um, and seeing them be successful in something just definitely makes yeah. me 
feel better as a person. Was your first year in my classroom or was it? My, yeah, my first year was in your classroom. I That's don't know how that ever happened. That's what also added to the connection. We spent yeah, the whole was. year together. That's very true. We did. Yeah, I don't know. How did, That's that, funny. It was a we divine that. Yeah, We had... And that's how you knew Rashad was in the class. Yes, that's how I knew he was in the class. And I also knew him from football. football. He had played with um, Brayden. And, you know, that was that was devastating for That might have been my first year doing third grade because I was hired for fifth. Yeah, and then moved down right after that. Mm-hmm. And you were in there. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that was, my first, that was my first year here. Yeah. And then you work one-on-one with I someone work, with individual needs. I needs. do. Um, you know, and I must say that her successes make me feel like, you know what, there's something that, there's something for all of those kids to be able to do and to see her accomplish something and conquer something is just heartwarming. And I, I can't complain. And I then, do, do you, enjoy it. Do you follow the same student or some, you switch? I was fortunate enough in the time that I was in the building, I followed the same student for a couple of years, um, but usually you don't. Um, they like to kind of switch things up so you don't become attached. Um, or there's reliance on you to do things for the student or vice versa, the student relies on you. Um, so they do like to change it up. And then while you were in there, your kids were in the school mm-hmm. and you're, how was that? Um, we had long discussions and it started, um, because Gabby was gone. So it was really Brayden and the girls started in kindergarten, but like the lanyard came on and I was at work, like work is work. And I was always like, my dad taught me that, like you go to work, work is work. And when you leave that work door, then that's your time to, to have to yourself. Um, so it was work is work. And I taught them that I put on that lanyard unless there's something traumatic. I am your at work. work. I'm, your work I'm Mrs. Sohn at work, you know, and, and they, they kind of, I think bits and pieces liked that I was there, but other times I'm sure when people get in trouble for wearing shorts in the winter time <laughs> and the nurse is calling you off the snowbank. Um, Maybe not so happy that your mom works in the building. Typical fifth grade boy. Pretty much. 20 degrees, the guy's wearing shorts. Um, Yeah, that started in like third grade, but yeah. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, and then because I asked, my girls were at the school too, and so it was, I loved it. I mean. Oh, sure. I loved it that um, sometimes it would even feel like I was at work. I would bring them in, they would read, I can do work, and sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, I'm getting ready for... Again, they read. We didn't talk much, but I knew they were there, and I'm bringing them to and from school. I got to peek in maybe at our our lunch, Um, and it was just really cool. Uh, It was a dream come true, to be honest, as as a teacher. I taught where I went to school in Waterbury, and then I taught where my daughters went to school in West Hartford, so can't beat it. It can't beat that. Absolutely. It is, it's a nice kind of perk to know, like, your kids are doing okay or if they're just having like and especially when I went to work after my husband like just to kind of peek in and see like my kids were having an okay day like to make sure that they were you know and school was always their escape from from anything anyway so I mean I must say they've never kicked and screamed about going and now we're on the school topic was there a teacher that you had Mm. that inspired you or was very helpful in Yeah, Europe. you know, it's so funny because you had asked me that before and I was thinking about it and I was like, absolutely. And I believe it was seventh grade. So I was born in Hartford, raised in West Hartford. My mom still lives in West Hartford. I went through the public school system here. Um, and I do remember my seventh grade um, social studies teacher. And I remember the first day that I walked in, the rows of desks and the lights were dimmed. I could 
I probably could describe the whole entire thing You think he's still around? You. you want to shout him out? He is, he is not around. His oh. name was Mr. Berard, um, and he was a really well-known West Harvard resident and social studies teacher. Um, but I remember, like, the talk that he gave us, and it kind of, like, gave me chills and how he served in the war and how he gave back to the veterans. And he worked on putting the flags on the veterans' um, graves um, at Fairview here in West Hartford. Um, and it was just... I don't know, something about that giving back and being through that traumatic period. Um, little did I know later on in life that I would have something traumatic and hopefully would be giving back and doing good things like that. But he definitely struck something in me and he scared the daylights out of me too. Like called everybody out and then asked me to come up to his desk and he knew my brothers who were maybe not the best students. Um, you and them out too? <laughs> Richard, Michael. Um, Richard, Michael, you're not that well-behaved. Yeah, not that well-behaved. And he did say, he's like, oh, geez, Wallace, I hope you're much better than your predecessors. He's like, because they didn't leave me very much. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know. Something about that was like, wow, he knows who I am. He knows my family. Like, and he did pull me aside later, and he's like, I'm sorry for embarrassing you. And he goes, I just want to let you know, your brothers are good people. Maybe not great students, but good people. And he goes, sometimes you're one or the other, sometimes you're both. And I just thought, like, I just want to be a good person. Like, just don't want you to talk about me after. So funny, when someone recalls a teacher, they don't go, oh, they really helped me pass that test that day. It's always, you, you're right, where to the desks were straight and how he did the flags on the graves and how he served and this, yeah. the connection, the personal connection, which is very important for Absolutely. Teaching. And I must say, like, when he passed away, I remember reading it and, and I did, I went and visited and, you know, paid my respects because he did. He really, truly, I mean, at that time, I didn't realize it until afterwards. And now that I was thinking about it, like, he really definitely made a difference in my life. So it might not be something that many kids realize now. It might be not till down the road. Um, so, I mean, I would hope they open everybody with open arms and an open mind. And, you know, that's silly Mr. Feeney. But you know what? Yeah. Hopefully. We'll see. What, you know, time will tell. Who would I just see? Do you remember Kostub? I certainly do. I think he is also a senior along with um, Yeah, so Kostub, I'm walking the dog. I'm going to tell the story, Kostub. Uh, I'm walking the dog, and he's parked <laughs> off to the side, like, you know, in a weird spot. And my, my wife's like, What's it? who's his car? Like, it kind of, it's kind of questionable. So I pull up, and I look, and I'm like, and he goes, Mr. Feeney, I know Jason, Jason from camp. Oh, yes. So we take the selfie and send it to Jason. And then he's like, I'm like, what do you plan on doing? He's like, I really like computers, Mr. Feeney. In fifth grade, you gave me a computer. And I was like, he goes, that's what inspired me to do computers. Absolutely. Not me. I didn't think, I was like, did I really give this to the computer? I didn't know. I don't remember. It's one of those things I just did, but it meant a lot, a lot to, to him. him. Absolutely. And I'm glad, Kastub, so you, you could be my IT guy. Um, and just teachers get that, and that just just happened recently so that was on my mind but it's, it was cool he was like and I'm like I walk him away with my wife with the dog and like Nicole I could cry a little bit right now she goes it's okay it's okay if you want to because like you said it's not something I just did and I think 
people need to realize like those little things can mean monumentous things to a kid that you might not know what's going on in their home life or in their you know school life or whatever it is you know and I think the same goes to so besides working at the school I also am lucky enough to work with you during the summer aren't I um I mean can't get enough of Feeney um no but I thank you because like I would have been left without a summer job um I don't think so. I think that was the perfect thing for you, for the whole fam. Everyone was busy. Absolutely. I mean, I think as a solo mom, I sat and was like, okay, maybe I could ship this one out to a camp for a week, or maybe I could do this, or maybe that's not my budget. How many, you know, activities can we do all together? And at that point, my kids were going into sixth grade, going into third grade, and the girls were in kindergarten. So, I mean, they, I ran the gamut. It's not everybody was going to like yeah, the same thing. Four kids, eight weeks. That's right. quite the deal. Absolutely. And you're the art director. I am the art director if at High Meadow. you want a new box, D- GIMP, barrel GIMP. Oh, we give can... Give me another like, GIMP. You want to talk oh, GIMP? Oh, well, we can, we can run it all. Well, this year we started, like, I started, and I have just finished it, so maybe I'll open it next year, DECA box. So it's Ooh. a 10 box. Yeah. Wow. Mind-blowing yeah, mind-blowing. Right if I knew, I would have brought it. But... And you can um, do it? I can do it. Oh, wow. Did it. Finished it. It's fabulous. Um, and then the kids walk around camp, and you see, like, week one, there's, like, one or two GIMPs hanging off their bag. By week eight, there's like a mound of gimps. And gimp, if you don't know, are these little... Do you want to explain gimp? Oh, it's it's plastic cording. And you basically use certain stitches to make keychains or lanyards. And um, it is both good and bad. <laughs> um, I have moments where I absolutely love it because I love to see a kid accomplish something. And... I like to give the task to kids that give up easily because, you know, not everything is going to be simple and not everything's going to be come to you as easily as it should. And some get frustrated. And um, then I give my speech of like, nothing is easy in life. And I want you to keep on trying and you'll succeed somewhere along the line. Perseverance. Most of them them do get it. Some of them, I find it somewhere hidden in the forest somewhere. (laughs) Um, but and then there's moments where there's kids that are so greedy and they just can't stop eating, thinking, or talking about gimp that it drives me a little nuts. But it has. It's also really cool that you know they have football and a lot of active sporting things. But then a kid it can settle down and Absolutely. really just focus on this task of gimping. Is it gimping? Yeah. Gimping your item. And again, there is a sense of accomplishment. Absolutely. And I think, too, that it's okay. You don't have to be on your phone, your tablet. You don't have to have something entertaining you. You can entertain yourself by doing this. You're learning maybe a skill, like braiding is a skill. I think it's fine motor skills, um, but it's it's also a little, like, mindfulness. Like staying on task because kids can't really stay on task that well, like completing uh, task completion. Yeah, absolutely. But that is not all you do in Art Barn. Oh, no. I do it all. I make (laughs) signs for Feeney. Yeah. (laughs) I need a talent show sign. I... an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I mean, I can't complain. My job at camp, as much as sometimes I feel it's very tedious and overwhelming with the amount of kids that come in and want and need, um, I think sometimes setting them straight that they're just to have a good time and sometimes you get what you get and you just have to make the best out of it. Um, 
I enjoy seeing all the kids come in. I enjoy talking with the counselors, hanging out with the counselors, um, you know, kind of the... You really took on the mom role. There are counselors that go to you, like, I mean, you are... Camp mom. Looked at, oh, yeah, there you go. Camp mom. Camp mom. That's so, right. yeah, you're doing great things. They respect you. They love you. You are staff member of the year. I am. Why, thank you. Thank you very much. 2020 staff member of yes, the year. Yes. Um, voted by the staff, um, which was really meant a lot to me because it made me feel appreciated. It made me feel that, you know, the time that I spend with them is appreciated. Um, not that I was looking for any of that because sometimes it's just them leaving my art barn in a better mood than when they came is great. Um, I like the fact that they feel comfortable enough to come to me and talk to me. And you see them all from kindergarten to eight. I do. I see them all. NK. Like zipline, they don't get them until like third grade. Uh, riflery, they don't get them until fourth grade, but you get them kindergarten to eight. So I the do. whole camp knows Pre-sc- you. Preschool through pre- eight. NK, it's called. NK, Nursery yes. school kindergarten. kindergarten. Yes. And I must Do you say, know, want to shout out the camp? Or oh, to... High Meadow Day Camp. I mean, you can't complain in North Granby, North, Connecticut. 311 North Granby Road in North Granby, Connecticut. Absolutely. Check it out. We had a successful, healthy eight weeks COVID-free. Very true. It's what a summer should be, isn't it's that it? It's what a summer should be. Come check it out next year. Usually there's bus pickup in West Hartford. Door-to-door bus pickup. You can't beat it. Can't Breakfast complain. and lunch. Zipline. Right. Archery. Riflery. Dance. Swim lessons. Gimp. A great-looking lifeguard there named Gabby. Yes. You know? And then a program director. Let's talk about the program director. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know who that could be. Is his name Eric Feeney? I don't know. <laughs> but it's a wonderful spot. Um, the kids learn a lot. They Absolutely. get experiences. Uh, you know, they come home tired and dirty. It's full. Absolutely. Small snack, and I feel, shower, they do it again tomorrow. I feel for my kids, take it on like it's like that's their camp family. They have their school family, mm-hmm. they have their camp family, you know, and then they have, you know, their immediate family. But they're the camp, I mean, my kids have been there long enough, um, and now Gabby works there. But it is a family. They, even ones that have left, um, counselors and, you know, staff that have left, still we see them, you know, here and there and they're happy to say hey you remember when or have that conversation with my kids like they just saw them the other day um can we talk about the backstreet boys song or no i'm not a fan of the backstreet boys song or Freebird. sorry to say um do we know who you're talking to (laughs) they better um but i do love the counselor and uh, the The other staff that enjoy those songs, um, I have nothing against it. Um, sometimes I just feel like you have to move on and try something different, you know. But there's a High Meadow Day Camp Facebook page. I'm going to shout them out because they're friends of Feeney, number one. They've Absolutely. sponsored on the back of our shirts for multiple parades, Park Road, uh, the Memorial Day in West Hartford, and the St. Patrick's Day in Hartford. They are very generous in support and get their name on the back of the T-shirt. So I will shout them out, High Meadow Day Camp. Uh, com, I think. So Google it. Check it out. It's run by uh, all future educators and wonderful teachers during the year are the directors or Absolutely. they're in education and or they want to be in education. My daughters love it. They're sponsors and supporters of Friends of Feeney. So High Meadow Day Camp. Shout out. And Nancy runs a great art barn. 
I ran. I run a mean art barn. Uh, and she'll let them know once in a while. You know, don't don't, don't put paint on your leg. <laughs> I think sometimes um, they realize that um, they've pushed the boundaries. And when you spend your life having somebody say yes to you and give you everything you want, when there's somebody that says no, that that's okay. Yeah. Um, and really, that's how the world works. You're not always going to get what you want. Wonderful spot. So we touched on camp. We touched on school, we family. Family. Did we miss anything? Friends of Feeney, what's your connection? Friends of Feeney? Friends of, uh, well, talk, talk of course. More. You're the secretary. I am the secretary. Big responsibility. I, I am very honored to have the title of secretary of Friends of Feeney. I get to be at every Friends of Feeney board meeting. I get to take, but for me, really, I think it's a great group of people. And we are all there for the same reason, because we just want to do good as as much as we possibly can. And I think the brainstorming that comes in those meetings is phenomenal. Um, sometimes I think we just want to help so much that it's it's it, we are spreading ourselves thin. And I and I but that proves that like where everybody's heart is. Yep. You know. We try to stick to the mission. Absolutely. Helping support children and families that have heartbreak or tragedy. And it's hard because you see so much of it and you just want to, you don't, you just want to make somebody's life a little better somewhere along the line. And I think if people could start spreading that, you don't necessarily have to do it financially, but like just your time or just sometimes it's as simple as saying, you know what? Hey, I was thinking about you today. Be a good friend. Have yeah. you heard that or seen that somewhere? Um, I think I've seen "Be a good friend." Maybe on some socks. What do you want? How about that guy? Grab that off the fridge. Oh, oh show the oh. camera. Show the camera. Oh, or the, or the magnet. You'll see these. That's around on town. my car. Email um, me, friendsafini at gmail, or contact on Facebook if you want one. Absolutely. Be a good friend. So it goes to like, Absolutely. pick up the trash, hold the door, use your manners. You know. It's um, simple. Help out your neighbor, your, you know, if you have an, a, someone that is older and they need help shoveling, help them out. Absolutely. Uh, just be a good friend. Be nice. Like the and world needs More friend. nice. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think in times that we've been through, I mean, we're still in COVID, but not as dire straits as we were before. But I mean, I think sometimes we have to look outside of ourselves and like know that you know what? You can't judge the book by its cover. Some people have lots of things going on. And so as little as, like you said, holding that door or seeing the trash on the street. So somebody might not be able to get outside to go get that trash. Throw it away. Put it where it belongs. Even today at lunch, we eat outside now because of, you know, health reasons. But it's like a trash is blowing around, like a Chips Ahoy thing is blowing. And I'm like, all right, pick that up there. You get, it's not mine. Right. I'm like, I know it's not yours. I say, but, be a good friend and pick it up. Right. And then they, they, it registers and they're like, oh, that's great. Oh, Let me do that. I should. So you want to teach that. That it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. And I mean, growing up, my mom always said, like, you should do five good things, you know, five to 10 good things every day. So my kids, like, it shouldn't be, I, there shouldn't be a number on it. You should be doing those things constantly. And not because you have to, because you want to. Make it a better place. 
and I talked to Zamaria at Frida. It's oh. going to happen. So follow up. She so said she's going to follow up okay, with you. Good. Friends of Frida fundraiser. Friends of Frida. I'm so excited. It's on New Britain Ave. It's a great Mexican restaurant. And they're going to try to work some out, maybe guest servers or Absolutely. something. And she so is be a, on the lookout. She is a, a Walkit parent and um, children there. Her son's a senior at Conard High School with my daughter. Ah, nice. Um, yeah. He works there. I see him. Yeah. I just tried the breakfast recently. Delicious. Delicious. Mm, no complaints. They had a beet drink, which was fantastic. All right, so we got fundraisers, friends of Fenia, the secretary. Um, no, this went well, and I want to thank you. Thank you. Um, we held it together. I want to. Uh, I, I I held it together. It's not always easy. I think sometimes when you sit with somebody so personally connected, and it's it's difficult. Um, other times, I could probably give my story. Um, maybe to Dave that I don't know that well, and I wouldn't shed a tear, but like somebody that's so personally connected, it's sometimes hard to hold it together. Yep. And you know, you know, you know, I'll, I tell you all the time, but I'll be there for you <laughs> and your family. So ditto. And uh, I appreciate that. And the kids do too. Absolutely. Yep. And they, they rock the socks and the sweatshirt. So that means Absolutely. a lot to me. Absolutely. Um, and you're just a wonderful person. Uh, I admire you. Uh, you inspired me to, you know, carry on no matter what. Thank you. I mean, things are difficult. Things are difficult for a lot of people, different reasons. Um, I just don't find it as an excuse to lie down and, and, and not keep on doing what you need to do. I mean, if I could remotely, Somebody knowing my journey makes somebody else's a little easier um, or know that they have something in common and they could talk at any time. I, I think that's what it's meant to happen. I hope. That's a beautiful way to end. Um, can I hit you with a one, four, three? You can hit me with a one, four, three. Absolutely. One, four, three, and I'm Nancy. so mad that somebody took that license plate already. I'm just going to put it out there because I really wanted it, but Ooh. somebody has it. So you can make that happen. <laughs> um, be a good friend. I'm here with Nancy Sohn, uh, strongest person I know, secretary, mother of four, driver of four, cooker of four. Um, <laughs> Episode five, thank you so much to our friend Dave at Direct Line thank Media, you. the wonderful opportunity. Don't forget, go down to Sock Stars and get the socks, the masks, and the t-shirts. Be a good friend. You can write anything you want. Donut crazy. Look, and that's a donut. Always oh, a donut. I did that. I want to thank my um, design team, Neil and Bridget, my daughter. They're on the design team. She may be on the board of directors, but they're on the design team. Again, great <laughs> socks. And they have all different types of socks. You like... Cheetos, they have Cheeto socks. You have um, Army, uh, Did you Shamrocks. That part of their money goes to helping children with dis- I mean, people oh, with disabilities? Did you yes, tell them? Yes, it's a wonderful place that they hire people that have individual needs. Their whole thing is possibilities, so everyone is possible to work. Uh, they work closely with the HARC. That means a lot to me, and our, we're being educators, and where my wife works, it means a lot. And they help people with... Uh, disability. So it's a very special place. I don't think any of the employees get paid. Uh, they do it all voluntary. So check out the socks. They have, again, army socks, Cheeto socks, Shamrock socks, and then there's all these different types of masks too. So thank you to my friend Nancy. Thank you to my friend Dave. Thank you. And thank you to my friends Donut Crazy.
and Sock Stars. And we'll see you at episode six. One, four, three.